Good evening, sons and daughters of God. I praise the name of God for the opportunity to bring you once again the word of God um, as we continue our school of prosperity. This is our second um, lesson. And I believe that um, there is something we are gaining. It is um, a word which is necessary for the season. And for seasons ahead, we must fight to be prosperous. In the absence of manifest prosperity, we are going to be found victims of circumstances and situations. Our Heavenly Father, the Bible tells us that um, the Father is spirit. He is a spiritual being. And our Father being a spiritual being, look at the territories and the abundance of resources which He owns. Prosperity flows from the very nature of God. There is God ordained and God-given prosperity. There is no poverty in God. It will be very interesting for you to know that in the age to come, after Jesus has returned and there is a new heaven and a new earth. You will find that it is described as being an environment where there are no tears where there is no sorrow and where there is no hungering or lack. If God was in support of lack and poverty, why are we not going to have it in the age to come? Why are we not going to have it in the new heaven and in the new earth? If it's a part of God's agenda, and if it's a part of God's plan, why are we not going to have it then? We must fight to have continual control over resources. It will make us better executioners of the plans of God on this earth. 
Now, we want to continue with our lesson. We're continuing from Proverbs chapter number 6, verse 9. And I'll pray a short prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to teach your word again to your saints. I ask for the hearing ear. I ask for the perceiving heart and mind. Grant them understanding. May impartation and understanding of the times and seasons be delivered to each and every son and daughter of God under the sound of my voice as they hear the word. Train them, Holy Ghost. I deliver your words, but you work in their hearts, in their spirits, and in their minds. Stir them up to where you are calling them to for these times and for these seasons. Now, Proverbs chapter number 6, verse number 9. ISV version says, How long will you lie down, lazy man? When will you get up from your sleep? So, sleep or laziness and prosperity, they are diametrically opposed. If we are not willing to work and to be diligent in the marketplace, if we are not willing to increase the expressions of our labor in the marketplace, then we are not willing to prosper. Everyone will tell you, I want to prosper. But are they willing to do what it takes to prosper? Prosperity requires sacrifice. Prosperity requires diligent, consistent effort expressed in the marketplace in order to harvest and to reap the desired prosperity which is on your heart. But I know I'm not speaking to lazy people. But Solomon, in instructing the lazy man, he says to the lazy man, how long will you be sleeping? How long will you lie down, lazy man? When will you get up from your sleep? Verse 10. A little sleep, a little slumber. A little folding of the hands to rest. In other words, he is saying, the more you are accumulating the mentality of rest before labor, rest before harvest, rest before expressing yourself in the marketplace, there is something which you are sowing. Verse 11. I'll read three versions. The BBE says, Then loss will come on you like an outlaw, and your need like an armed man. Easy English. But while you sleep, you will lose all your things. It is as, it is as if someone robs you. ISV. And your poverty will come on you like a bandit, and your desperation like an armed man. In other words, Solomon is trying to say 
in your time of ignorance or unaware or, 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 or being unaware, in the time that you say you are sleeping, or oh lazy man, there is a season of lack coming ahead. And whatsoever you have, even as the lazy man, it's going to take from you. He is not lazy to the level that he has nothing. But he is lazy to the level that even what he has will be taken in future seasons when scarcity attacks, when famine comes. We're talking about preparing for seasons of famine. How to handle seasons of famine. And your poverty will come. Because when you are sleeping, you are not expecting it. When he is sleeping, he is saying, the way you will be so relaxed, the way you will be so comfortable, it's like a person who is sleeping. You are exposed to the arrival of a robber. The robber can come in any time because all thieves, they strive to take advantage of the time of sleep of the occupants of the house. So there is something he's trying to bring out there. That in order to tackle a season of famine, in order to tackle a season of scarcity or, or lack, it must find you aware before it comes. You have to be ready for it before it appears. You have to be ready for the robber before the robber comes. In Matthew chapter number, okay, before I can even give you Matthew, let's go to the parable of the prodigal son. That's Luke chapter number 15. Luke chapter number 15. Luke, Luke chapter number 15. Let me use the ISV. Okay, and we all know, most of us know the parable of the prodigal son or the story of the prodigal son. From verse 11, um, Jesus said, a man had two sons. The younger one told his father, father, give me my share of the estate. So the father divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered everything he owned and traveled to a distant country. Ha. Ah. His first mistake was to gather everything he owned and then to go on a journey. What he was supposed to do was to take part of what he owned and then go on the journey. One major mistake 
which we are going to look at as where we will be going, but I touched on it yesterday. We are trying to live our lives from paycheck to paycheck, salary to salary, income to income, commission to commission, client to client, customer to customer. The money that is coming in is the money that is buying food. The money that is coming in is the money that is buying fuel. We are living a life of gathering all we own and then taking a journey, relying on all we own. You cannot build wealth by consistent consumption of everything you have. The young man took everything he owned and traveled to a distant country. You are moving through life using your salary. And every month, it's your salary you rely on. And when you get into the depth of the next month, you have consumed everything you own. You have to wait again for the next client to pay, for the next customer to pay, for, 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 for your company to pay you next. We cannot go into wealth and increase and prosperity and financial advancement if everything we have, we consume it. He gathered everything he owned. That mindset of everything I have, I use everything I have I consume everything I have has to meet the needs that are surrounding me first 18 says a few days later the younger son gathered everything he owned and traveled to a distant country there he wasted it on wild living child of God if you want to prosper, my son, if you want to prosper, my daughter, check your lifestyle. There are many lessons to come. There are many things we can talk about. But I say what he leads me to say, and I speak what he tells me to speak. Check your lifestyle. Before any other information which I deliver to you can be relevant and practical, we are starting with the basics. Okay? Remember yesterday we talked about the location and the environment of prosperity. He moved from a location where his father had prospered and he went to another environment which he did not know of, which he did not research about. And in that environment, he started to engage in wasteful living. There he wasted all he had gathered on wild, wild living. There is a lifestyle, my son, which when heaven looks at it, it is wild. 
Some of you may quickly begin to think that wild living is only sinful expenditure, that he was partying. Yes, for him, he was partying. But for you, prodigal living or a prodigal lifestyle or wild living is consumption of all your resources without consideration of the future. Consumption of all your resources without considering the future. You must not earn to use. Some of you at your level Even DSTV, you must cut it off for a short while. It's prodigal living. When you earn 5,000 a month to pay for premium bouquet DSTV, probably six, maybe seven, eight hundred rands. Yet you earn five thousand. That's prodigal living. It's not living according to wisdom. Scale down. Go for the first level bouquet. That's what is in line with your level of income. You are spending above your income levels you are spending above your income levels of what you earn how much do you pay in rentals you are a single person why do you need a full house? Why do you need a three-bedroom apartment or flat? Who are you going to stay with there? Look at the percentage of income that your rentals take. Be careful of prodigal living in the name of maintaining a lifestyle. Be careful of wasteful living in the name of a lifestyle. Are you sure with what you earn, you can spend above 400 rands on airtime to buy data a month just for one person? And that data has nothing to do with you earning money it's purely for fun, for communication, for social media. Listen to me. You must engage in wise living. There is living according to life. There's rather living 
according to vision. I see myself like this. I see myself having this kind of life. But seeing yourself there and getting there requires discipline. It requires discipline. Don't go ahead of your financial abilities. A whole month comes, you work, you labor, and everything you have worked and labored for is consumed. This goes there, this goes there, this goes there, this goes there. Even what you are left over with, it's little. We cannot go into wealth if our mentality does not move from just consumption. And some of the consumptive areas, like I said yesterday, you can't avoid them. They are practical, they are real. Give to Caesar, you are giving to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But the fact is, if we must rise, if we must rise financially, there must be a level of high financial discipline which we have. Level of high financial discipline. You have a phone worth 15,000. You've never made a phone call of the value of the phone you have. What, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to do? You are living a life of appetite and a life of standards, absent of wisdom. You are living a life for today. So our father Tereka Rekona TV, Tereka Ubatra DSTV, Randaun Bodaro, Ndadishan Saochenje, use wisdom. Use wisdom. Desire ya kwe kuda zakanaka, gai kudrive kuti utsage mari, inokwana ye kuti ugare mune zakanaka zaonoda. That desire for the quality life you have, let it drive you. Not to consumption, but let it drive you to go towards the land and the environment of prosperity, which will allow you to enjoy the life you want. The desire is good, but it has to be regulated and controlled. The man wasted his substance by prodigal, wild living, Wild living. You are the type of person who goes to the mall. And some of you, when you go to the mall, you, you are that type where you are reckless. Your agenda was a jacket for winter. You live there with winter shoes, winter socks, winter shirts. You, you, you live there with magazines, uh, sweets, chocolates. We, 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 all those things, they're not bad. But it's prodigal living. And prodigal living is driven by appetite. 
having it does not mean having money the money at hand does not mean you can afford it affordability is not only determined by having the resources at hand am i promoting frugality am i promoting not using our money no i'm promoting wise living wise living requires that you have you, you use your money yes for yourselves that's why it's living otherwise why are we working but prodigal living chases satisfaction of appetite and lifestyle never promoting discipline never promoting values which take you towards a secure financial future wild living you wanted a winter jacket you left with winter shoes winter shirts winter i don't know if they are winter jeans you left with all of those things one item of shopping which we're targeting left you with half a trolley of purchases you need to be controlled you need to be disciplined in your spending some of you must limit your visits to malls if you are finding you have discipline issues leave the bank card home take sufficient money and a little bit extra for an emergency and then make your visit to the mall so that you buy what you want and you go home you went to the mall you said i am going to checkers i need bread i need a few groceries but from there you saw a nice shoe from there you saw something very nice which you wanted and since you can afford it since to you it is affordable according to what you have in your account or in your pocket you decided to buy it but listen to me true affordability is not is not in accordance to cash at hand or ability to buy true affordability if it is affordable it does not compromise your financial standing tomorrow it does not compromise <laughs> your 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 resources for preservation which you are supposed to use tomorrow in the future that's where discipline comes in do i buy things because i can afford them or i buy things because i need them some of you your appetites they need to be controlled listen to me when you get for example we're talking about prosperity okay we're going to go back to the environment of wealth and but we're talking now about how to overcome famine 
and from proverbs chapter number six verse nine there is a preparedness you must have for the robber who wants to take away and that robber represents poverty you must be aware of its presence before it manifests if you are aware of the coming in of the robber i'm telling you you will live with nothing of yours you will make sure you secure everything around you that you defeat that robber and you keep him from taking what is yours and the prodigal living is one thing which opens the door for poverty to come in because prodigal living eliminates communication with the future it eliminates using today's resources to create a better future for tomorrow but it promotes consumption consumptive living you are only earning to consume earning to distribute earning to lose those moths some of them the whole setup is just designed to take out money from your pocket it's designed to make sure if this person came with money in their pocket we are going to take as much as we can you will see food outlets by the food court and when you have money in your pocket you are spoiled for choice where can i which one can i choose because all of these they seem very affordable that's why some of them they come even in various sizes to say small so that you'll have no excuse even if you have 30 rand you'll have no excuse because there is some way you are fitting in their category of what they sell prodigal living wild living he spent it on wild living now verse 14 is key after he had spent everything a severe famine took place throughout that country and he began to be in need we're not going to continue with the verse maybe another time we'll come back because there are things there that can help us after he spent everything after you have consumed everything a severe famine took place throughout that country a little sleep a little slumber a little folding of the hands to sleep and then poverty will come on you like a robber and scarcity or desperation like a bandit or an armed man the famine came after his season his seven years of prosperity his season of harvest his season of having gathered then as soon as he had finished everything in that location famine hit famine came struck him 
He has nothing reserved, nothing invested. He's exposed. Some of you, the way you live, you are a termination letter away from financial chaos. You are a termination letter away from financial crisis. You are an industry policy shift away from financial confusion. You are a sudden environmental shift or change away, an economic policy shift or change away from trouble. After he wasted everything he had, after he spent spent everything, like you do, you spend everything. You spend everything. You have no regard for your future. You have no regard for your tomorrow. You spend. You spend everything, every cent. It has to, you know, you you have to feel like I'm working, and you give yourself reasons. I'm working hard. It's not you my time. My moments are die not you Yes, I know you when you spend you spend without limit and look at what you spend on when was the last time you bought a book you never spend on what builds internal value you never spend on knowledge you never spend on education you never spend on enlightenment. What you spend on is purely consumptive. Based on appetite, based on desire, based on satisfying you today. But are you at a level where you can spend like that? If you want to spend like that, work harder. Apply yourself differently in the marketplace. That you may be found at a level that where you can spend like that. I'm not saying billionaires they don't dress well or millionaires. They do. They dress very well, very good. But sometimes you look at what they are wearing. And then we look at us in Africa and our obsession with high fashion, labeled clothing. I'm not saying Bill Gates doesn't wear Gucci. But I've never seen him with a Gucci shoe. I'm not saying his former wife doesn't wear Gucci, but I've never seen her with a Prada bag or a Gucci bag. Some of those things you obsess over, they will keep you at the level where you are. they will keep you at the level where you are you are idolizing someone who can afford it 
whereas millions, hundreds of thousands, and you are trying to copy them at your level, at, at your level, whose shadow are you chasing? Most of, most people are chasing a shadow of keeping up appearances. They have to see me that I'm wearing this, that I'm doing this, that I have this, that I, I have that. It, it, it's not future-oriented. It's about presenting an image today which has no value tomorrow. Wake up, child of God. It's time to prosper. It's time to move into prosperity. Move far away from prodigal living. Move far away from consumption with no value. So, Pastor, are you saying we must not use our resources on ourselves? No, I never say that. No, it's obvious. You're allowed to use your money on yourself. You're allowed to do that. It's good to do that. It's godly to do that. But what is wrong is prodigal living. Right now at your level, if you tell me you have eight, eight, eight cars just to park them, what are you trying to prove? They are actually taking more money from you than they are making for you. We always think of status before life development. We always think of imaging before development. We always think of perception. How are people going to see me? before life development. We always think of that. We are not giving due regard to our future. My son, fight prodigal living. Living by appetite. Living by appetite. Zerarako unogona kushandisa 30 rand ushitenga mafiza, masweets. <laughs> Am I saying don't buy sweets? No. But I'm saying look at how regularly you do it. Look at how regularly and consistently you do it. Maria, ono gonongo shandiza chite pama chocolates, pama sweets, pama month. Ino gona kutonge shoma. But ukai calculate over a long period of time yaka wanda. What if you just decide to cut off one thing that you desire from appetite and put that aside? Nasi ningesi na kuwanda. Mangwana ingesi na kuwanda vuti. After three weeks, ingesi na kuwanda. After two months, dopa unawza not. Ah, 
Maria and I've got to show my round. Prodigal living. I don't want to hear anyone saying, the man of God said we must not buy sweet things. No, I never said that. Pay attention. Now, fight prodigal living. Why? The season of famine hit. It was a severe famine. And look at how the famine times it's coming. It times it's coming. As soon as you spend everything, the famine hits. When you think of your bank account and what was there before and how you used or misused your time of advantage, your time of seven years of harvest, seven years of prosperity. You misused it, abused it by prodigal living. And when the season of famine comes, you are unprepared. So wise financial choices, they keep you victorious in the time when the famine will strike. Because if this young man had not spent all, even if the famine had come, he would have remained stable. They would have remained stable. When the plague entered the lands and they were locked down, massive physical restrictions led to massive economic shifts. My question to you is, is it your faith that shook or your finances that shook. What shook first? Is it your finances or your faith? But was your faith supposed to shake if you were wise before the famine came? And a lot of people who blame God. Things were supposed to happen like this. It was not supposed to happen like that. Why isn't God helping his people? When you were in your seven years of prosperity, progress, things were flowing well. You were engaged in living above your ability. And ability is not only about affordability. It is about living in line with a secure financial future. Because you don't live for today only, you live for tomorrow. I'll repeat this question. When the pandemic came, the plague struck, lockdowns, financial restrictions, and shiftings, a lot of people's faith was shaken. Besides what was happening in terms of hospitalizations and, and just the threat of life, Besides that, the uncertainty which was massive was financial uncertainty. But what led many's faith to be shaken? Was it 
that their faith shook first before their finances were shaken or their finances were shaken before their faith shook was people's trust in god shaken after their finances were shaken or before you can answer your your own answer in private no one is hearing you (laughs) no one is hearing you preparedness is crucial preparedness you'll find that in many countries developed or even third world countries when there is a threat of a natural disaster when there is a threat of a natural disaster there are alerts that come through and their procedures that are undertaken to prepare for the coming maybe it's floods what do you do you evacuate people from certain territories you take them away to preserve them if a flood comes and you are not prepared you have loss of life you have territorial devastation in that area and also the economic cost to just recover afterwards will be higher because of unpreparedness a great many people were shaken by the pandemic that right now they are in recovery mode they are trying to get back on their feet but you must be wise to think why am i teaching like this why is he spending time sending people audios I can only be spending time to do this because what I'm teaching according to what I'm discerning, it's a matter of agency. It's a matter of agency. This is not, these are not words that are coming from me. The teachings are being downloaded into my spirit by the Holy Ghost. why is the question the lazy man solomon is saying is never prepared for the coming of the time of scarcity that when the time of scarcity comes he will lose even what he has in the time of scarcity because he will he will use what he has to try and survive God bless you, my son, my daughter. I've said too much for today. Tomorrow we're continuing with lesson three. Um, 
We're continuing right from the from prodigal living from Proverbs chapter number six, um, verse nine to eleven. There are a lot of things we may have to share on there, and I think this 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 scripture will will break out everything um, bit by bit. Like I said, my every Monday to Friday, um, I will let you know the number of lessons that we're going to be having, but I have them in mind. I think he has directed me uh, and he will supply his bread. He will supply his bread, his word, which will cover sufficiently all those lessons. I love you. Me and my wife, we're praying for you. We love you. Um, we hope to see all of you soon. God bless you. Please work according to wisdom. Don't share this teaching with people who are not part of the groups. This is my express instruction as your pastor and as your father in the Lord. God bless you. We love you. Stay in wise and disciplined living. Amen.